ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. And on today's show, man, I got another special guest. I'm so stoked that, you know, we got the opportunity to have him on the show today. You know, I've been a big, been a fan for him, you know, for a while. And uh, I'm just really stoked he wanted to come on the show. Yeah, man, I can't wait to get this started. My guest today is Artson. Uh, he is a indigenous hip hop artist. Artson, man, how's it going, man? It's good. You know, I just want to say uh, uh, thank you for uh, hitting me up, asking me to be a part of your podcast and come out here and share my story. You know, uh, this is what this is like the dream, you know, to be able to share my story. That's what hip hop like is for me is to be able to share my story with the people and just to be able to, you know, express that. So for it to go from my block to my city, to other states, and for people to be reaching out to me, it's like, it's a blessing, so honor. So I just thank you for reaching out to me to, you know, come out here and have a conversation with you. Thank you so much, man, for um, reaching back out to me, man. Uh, I really do appreciate it, man. Uh, so for the listeners, bro, could you tell like a backstory of, who you you know where you grew up what that was like you know did you move around a lot and how you just kind of led yourself into the music man um yeah i mean i i was born in el paso texas um i'm so i'm from the southwest uh border town um my family they come from mexico so we're uh tarumara we're raramuri we're uh, indigenous the running people from down south. And, um, you know, I grew up at all my, up to my teenage years were in El Paso. So that's where I like fell in love with music and hip hop. I was at, it started at a really young age for me. I started at eight years old. And when I really started to um, express myself through hip hop, Um, before that, you know, I was just like, just a kid, you know, just just a normal kid doing normal kid things, playing on the block and stuff. And uh, but it, well, when I was that at such an early age, I found hip hop. It was first it was breaking, it was dancing, um, and I started participating in it and just doing it with kids on the on in the neighborhood. My neighbors actually like two houses down, and then the neighbor the kids in the next block. We would go over and we would just dance in the street and like. It was just fun, you know, it was just something that we did for fun. And I just fell in love with it. I love that we didn't have to spend any money for it. I didn't have to ask my parents for any money to like do this, you know, because I we didn't have a lot of money. So I couldn't ask to like be in sports or be in band or, you know, any anything like that, martial arts or anything. So it was just this thing that was free. So, you know, I fell in love with it and I and I did it for a while without knowing anything about hip hop. It was only dancing and actually it was only like spinning who could like spin the most or do the most of one thing, you know? And, but I started to do it more and more. And then we started, I started to hear stories from older guys in the neighborhood or from the, you know, the, the projects down the street or whatever. And kid cats would be like, Oh, this is, this comes from New York and this it's called hip hop. And, I started to like, okay, this is something bigger than just what we're doing in our neighborhood. 
And then the movies, or this is where this is a long time ago. This is eighties, you know. So the movies came out. Uh, I'm talking about Beat Street, Breaking, and I got to go see those movies in the theater. And that's when I really fell in love with everything. I was like, oh, this is big, especially because I'm, you know, it's such a young mind. You're, you know, you, the impression that a movie theater leaves on you is huge. It's just like wanting to be a superhero or whatever. So I fell in love with this thing, this thing called hip hop. And actually, it's probably the first times that I started hearing culture in my life. I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up traditional. I didn't grow up with elders and I didn't grow up with ceremony or anything like that. I just grew up a street kid, you know, but this was the first time I heard culture and it made sense to me. We're dancing, art, music, like the drum, um, rappers telling the story of what's going on in the community, telling the story of what's happening. So it all, it, it made sense to me, even at a young age that, oh, this is big. Like, this is about the people. This is about us. And that's why I really fell in love with it. And, and from that point on, I, I knew at a young age, like, you know, that I was, I was going to do this for the rest of my life. Like something was telling me. And I remember telling my teachers, my, you know, even my parents, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And of course, everyone thought I was crazy. You know, nobody thought I would be able to do this, for, you know, especially at where I'm at now, you know, at my age and, and also what I've accomplished and, and the things that I've done, you know, it's like, it's, so it's like it's like I'm living in a dream, you know. Like this is this is what I built as a kid. This is what I dreamt that I'd be doing. And even though I went through rough phases through the the whole time, you know, I it was always it would always come back to hip hop, and it would always like lead me along this path to like, you know, do better for myself, be you know, be positive in life, and you know, try to um, try to improve in my skills and my crafts, and you know, put my time into this this thing that we're doing. And, it, you know, that's, that's, that's what it was. That's what led me to this music. That's what led me to expressing myself. And, you know, it, it's so much, it's so much to tell. Cause like, that's also what led me back to my roots, my culture, learning about my, my people, our dances, our music, you know, um, taking me, that's what took me to the ceremony. That's what, you know, that's what took me to learning um, and hearing stories from elders. All, it was all this expression, just dancing, um, expressing through music, playing, playing instruments, and all of that has all come from hip hop, which is might sound kind of weird to some people out there that you know that don't know much about hip hop or or don't understand see it in that light, you know. But for me, it's that's what it. It's all all of this that I that that I've become has become been from hip hop. So it led me back to finding myself you know in a, in a weird some weird way you know but yeah that's that's my beginning story is that's how I fell in love with music and that's and, and you know that's what kept me going yeah man uh hip-hop man it's I man growing up you know it's it's uh hip-hop had a big effect on me too man you know like it's just kind of got me through a lot, you know, growing up, you know, I, I'm from Oklahoma, Pawnee, Oklahoma. And, you know, like growing up, man, I didn't have like internet. And the only thing we had, man, was like TV. Yeah. So I think, uh, man, like when I, the first like hip hop person I heard was Dr. Dre. Okay. And that was chronic 2001. That was uh, the next episode. 
I remember it was uh, we we're at this little school dance, and that was the last song they played, and yeah. it just caught my attention somehow. And I yeah. was like, "Yo, that's 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 a dope ass song." And so <laughs> I begged my aunt to buy me that cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> they thought you were crazy, like. It's explicit lyrics on here. <laughs> yeah, she was tripping. She was like, I don't know if I should buy this for you, Russell. Like, <laughs> I was like, please, please. Like, I begged her so hard to buy me that because we went to Hastings. Hastings was, um, have you heard of Hastings before? No. So Hastings was a store here in Oklahoma. It's shut down now. But, man, it was like one of the coolest stores. Um, They sold books, uh, movies cds albums uh like collector toys and stuff like it was a really cool store and yeah but they had like all the music there and like i remember like we went to we went there one time and that's when i like i seen that cassette and i was like when ask her and i mean i begged and begged the whole time we're in a store and she goes all right well don't tell anybody i bought this for you so she bought it for me man and <laughs> I listen to that tape nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh man. man, who did who did you first hear first? You know, after the um, well, like I guess you know it. You're talking about um, breaking, you know. Yeah, um, my who, my influence, man. It's it's so early, you know, it's so early in uh in the storyline of hip hop is you know I was listening to early stuff like. UTFO, you know, Slick Rick, um, you know, the, those beginning eras, Africa Bambata, you know, um, but what got me into rapping was like Eric B, uh, Chuck D, you know, from Public Enemy, um, X-Clan, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Um, a lot of it was conscious hip hop that, that really got me that's what really got me into rapping because mm. I felt like I was learning something, you know, like it was like, it was, it was feeding me, you know, it was like, it was almost like a, like a, like a parent to me, you know, cause my, my, my pops, he was working. So all the time. So it was like, I wasn't, he wasn't really there to raise me cause he was trying to like pay the bills and like keep food on the table, you know? And, mm. uh, so, and my parents, they split it five. So my mom, she was in Las Vegas. So I was with my dad and then I had my stepmom, but she had her kids Oh, you know? So I was kind of like in my own little zone, but at this thing in hip hop, this conscious music was teaching me, you know, it was teaching me like about knowledge, self-awareness, you know? Um, and those, that music, those early MCs, they got, they got me, man. They was like, this is it, you know, I, I need this substance, you know, in my, in my life. And I was like, I started digging it more into different rappers, but it was always conscious hip hop through my whole, through all the timelines, you know, even though I like different stuff, like the Dre and like, you know, West Coast stuff. I like the NWA and stuff like that. But, it, but the conscious, conscious hip hop is really what pulled me to write like the way I write, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it was those early influences, man. That all, and I feel like, through the timeline of hip hop, there's always been conscious albums that come back, even though it goes, it sways a certain way commercially, but there's also this other side of rap, you know? So I think that's one of the big um, 
I guess, misconceptions from elders or from, from I guess, like our, our mentors, our early, early teachers and stuff like that, or counselors, is that they're seeing TV, you know, they're seeing commercial hip hop. And so yeah. a lot of that is, can be negative, you know, and then so you have, then you have this other side of conscious stuff. And so I, that's where I was attracted to, you know, so I, I feel like there's this parallel, you know, like there's conscious hip hop is, you know, hood gangster hip hop, you know, and, uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I just, I just happen to be attracted to this other thing. And to me, also to me is that hip hop isn't music, you know, hip hop is so much more than just music. You know, it's, it's this, it's a subculture. It's, you know, it's dance, it's art, you know, it's storytelling, you know, it's music. So hip hop isn't just a form of music for, for the listeners out there, you know? So, you know, when you see something on TV and you're only thinking about the music and then it's portrayed in this, this, this certain energy, you know, and you don't want your kids to listen to it or whatever, but there's this whole other thing going on, you know, there's this whole other side of it. And, you know, that's where I come from. I come from this other side of, you know, of expression, you know, self-expression and uh, upliftment, you know, and uh, unity, having fun, you know, uh, the coming together, you know, and, and creating the circle when we dance, you know, they, they, those are the, that's where I come from. So, you know, that's why I love it, you know, and, and I had to prove that to my people, you know, I have to prove it to my, my parents. I had to prove it to my teachers, my, even some of my friends, you know, I had to prove to them that, you know, this thing that I'm doing is, is big. It's positive. It's, and it's, and it lifts me. It does something to me, my spirit. And it, it makes me feel good. Like it, it takes away and you know, my, my pain and my hurt, and my trauma, my depression, it takes those things away and allows me to heal through, you know, this, you know, so that's why I express myself. And as I started to like, you know, move through, through, you know, the motions of it and through the growth of it and, you know, the years started turn going by and I started like reaching certain success, you know, and I was able to teach kids, go into schools, travel, go see the world, you know, um, then my, then everyone was like, Oh, okay. Then my parents supported me, my family supported me. You know, my friends were like, okay, I see what you're doing, you know. It's not just a kid thing and it's not just leaving you into trouble. You're actually like doing something for yourself and for the youth. So, you know, yeah, man, all, all that comes from like those early MCs, man, of like digging in my mind and making me think, you know, like making me feel like I was worth something in this world, you know. I'm glad you stuck with it too, man. You, you do have that, like that positive energy, you know, and it, your music does uplift a lot. It's something to put on and listen to, you know, it's, it's a great thing, you know, that you, what you've been able to accomplish, you know, you didn't let anybody's like thought stop you from doing that. Yeah, it was tough. You know, it was, uh, I think it, it, it doesn't matter if I was doing hip hop or playing a sport, you know, if I, whatever, you still have to push through people telling you you're going to fail, you know, like no matter what it is, you know, you have, in matter of fact, you have to be willing to fail in order to reach success, you know, or reach some type of success. You know, you're going to have to be willing to fall, 
you're going to have to be willing to hear no. You're going to have to be willing to hear that it's not good enough, you know, or you're not good enough. And, you know, and maybe you're not even good enough. You know, there was times where I could look back at my career and be like, man, those songs could have been better, you know, if I was where I'm at now. But I was able to grow and, and now I'm able to create something that I, I, I like more or, or that isn't that, you know, and like I grew, but I was able to go through those phases of my life of hearing like, nah, this ain't it, you know, this ain't it. And, you know, hey, I, I, but I was willing to do that, you know, I'm, and I've always been kind of like that type of person to be able to take criticism really well. You know, even if somebody's hating on me or whatever the case is like, okay, well, then I'll do it again and I'll try to be better. And, you know, and then if, if you don't like it, I'll still, I'm still going to keep doing it. I'm still, even now I'm still doing that same thing. I'm still like, I still want to keep improving. I still, I'm still hungry to be better and like still wanting to. So I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to face my fears. I'm willing to like, you know, fall, fall flat on my face and be like, Hey, I got to keep pushing, you know? And I think that's, one of the main things I want to like share with like a lot of youth, you know, is that, yo, like if you have a dream and you really want to succeed at something, you, you got to face your fear. You know, you're going to be scared to get put in front of people. You're going to be scared to speak. You're going to be scared to, you know, put yourself out there to be judged. You're going to be scared to fail and all that. But it, once you get past some of them, it gets easier and easier and to the point where you could just laugh if you fail, you know, there's so many times I've been on stage and like, you know, mess up my lyrics or I just go blank or, or whatever, you know, and I just have to laugh, you know, like I'm just, I'm just a person, you know, I'm yeah. just a person and I can just laugh at myself and be like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, like I'm still going to keep on. It's not stopping me from anything. It's only my fear, and, you know, my thing that I'm dealing with. So, you know. Yeah, that's that's a really great mindset, man. And that's really cool that you've had that since you started. Do you think you've had it since you started? You've had the built up build up to well, that. Um, I think I, I think it's built, you know, it's something that built. But but because I was participating in something that we were learning from each other, I had, you know, when in the early stages, it was a lot of tough love, you know, especially from other kids and your peers, you know, where, you know, you, you, you're, you do something that's not good. They're going to let you know, you know, right away, a kid's going to be like, that's whack. <laughs> you know, or you are no good, you know? So those being, having those kids on the block, especially the elder ones, when I was just in, I was in elementary. So, but we were doing this with high school kids. And so they were really tough with us, you know, so it, it built a thick skin for me. You know, I think I think it helped that I was doing it at such a young age and with older kids because they were harsh. You know, they were just real. And it just gave me tough skin. And like it just helped me more and more that and as I got older, it you know, I was I was still scared a lot of times, but I was already had tough enough skin to be like, I don't care. You know, I don't really care. I'm just going to do it. And if it's whack it's whack and if i if you know people think i suck or whatever then it doesn't matter i'm just going to keep doing it because it's doing something for me you know it's something for me and that and it comes back to that you know that this is this is my life this is my journey this is the path that i'm on you know and other people are going to judge it but it's still my walk 
you know, so I have, well, you know, what, what am I going to do? Listen to somebody else or do what makes me happy. You know, that's the most important thing for me is that my happiness, you know, my happiness is the most important thing. If I'm happy, I'm doing the right things, you know? So that's, yeah, man, it's just been that, you know, tough skin built through the years, teasing, you know, you know how, how we do, man, teasing, people tease you, man. It's like, that builds tough skin. You know, it's, some people don't, some people don't grow up getting teased. And I understand that, but our ways, our families, you know, like, well, we tease, it's harsh. And there's truth in that teasing, you know, but they tease a lot of times, most of the time they're teasing you because they love you and they want you to be better, you know? So I just took it. At, I just took it, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I can get kind of rough with that. Getting yeah. teased. <laughs> You know, families, man, families, they don't play with the teams, man. They'll tell you straight up. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some family that just, you know, they take it the wrong way, you know, and they try to, dang, they try to square up. <laughs> but dang, just teasing, calm down. Yeah, just teasing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I know some people don't grow up like that. You know, I, I even yeah. have friends that didn't grow up like that. And I, I grew up like that. So I'm teasing them because I, I feel like we're, we're bros or we love each other. And then I find out they didn't really grow up like that. And I have to like, you know, calm, calm down. Cause I'm like, okay, you didn't really grow up like this. But I'm just, I love you. You know, and I, I wouldn't tease you. If, I wouldn't be teasing you if I didn't love you, you know, and, and that sounds weird. It's a weird way of thinking, you know, but Hey, that's just the way I grew up. That's what we all say. <laughs> You know, if, if we didn't love you, if we didn't like you, you know, we wouldn't even bother with you teasing you or anything like that. You yeah, know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but ain't it so funny though? Ain't it so weird? Like I wouldn't be making fun of you if I didn't love you. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, that's just I don't know. It's, it's just the way we grew up. You know, it's like yeah, hey, the real I mean, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like crossing the line. You know, it's just kind of, you know, it, it's just fun tease fun teasing you know yeah it's not anything like serious like you know not not like yeah. low blows you know yeah you know the thing with me i feel like the thing with me with teasing is that because i'm a because i rap i got good at teasing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying freestyle you know when you freestyle like that's what teasing is you're like freestyling jokes you know so i kind of got good at it you know so i had to be like wait a minute i'm like advanced teasing <laughs> so i like chill out i'm trying not to tease so much for everybody out there trying not to tease so much you know i'm trying to fix my teasing addiction <laughs> you're like dang i need to chill out dang <laughs> i need to get off this teasing it they got me <laughs> Yeah, um, have you battle rapped? Nah, when I was young, when I was young, we used to freestyle with each other and battle and stuff like that. But after a while, I just got into like, I wanted to just make songs and good music and albums. And so I kind of like left it alone. Like, you know, I just kind of like stopped freestyling so much because I really wanted to put my, my, I wanted my craft to be making songs. You know, like I wanted to like, get to a point where I felt that I could create a great song, you know, 
you know, write a great song. And so I kind of left that, left it alone for a long time. You know, I could do it when I, once in a while, when I have fun, I just want to like release that energy. But really, I'm focused on my writing and, you know, trying to create songs. So that's where I'm at right now. How old were you when you started um, rapping? I, I was uh, 14 when I started rapping. Mm-hmm. So like 89, something like that. Mm-hmm. 89. It was really like because of um, writing poetry. You know, I, I took a, that's what really forced it out of me. Because I would rap by myself in my room at, earlier on, but in speech class, we had to write through a poem and do it in front of the class. And at the time, I was like, man, I, I, I was like this little hip hop kid, you know? I was like, I don't wanna do a poem. It sounded soft to me, you know, at the time, even though I love poetry now and I write poetry now, at the time, I was just a young kid and it felt, it, at the time it felt soft compared to rap. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna write a rap. And I did a rap in front of my class. And that's the first time that I really like wrote a rap and I had to perform it in front of the class. And the other rappers in the school heard about it because all the kids were like, oh, you know, in class. And then after the bell rang, they were like, oh, this guy's rapping in class. And they became taught in the school. And the other, the rappers in the school were like, oh, hey, we heard, we heard you rap, you know, and they came up to me like, we want to what's up? We want to hear it. So I had to rap in front of the rappers. And then, then it just, they, they were like, oh, we all became homies. And they were like, all right, write another one, write another one. We just pushed each other. So, you know, we just started rapping together. And that's really when I was like, okay, now I need to like do this. And I started like putting my pen to the paper and like in, in class. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you need to pay attention. I'm like, I'm writing this rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man>. that's. <laughs> Do you remember that poem? No, I don't. I wish I did. You know, I wish mm. I did. I wish I had it. I have a lot of early stuff, but I don't have that for sure. That was, you know, so early. You know, I don't have it. Dang. That would be awesome, man. You're the first person that ever asked me that. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that'd be dope if you still, like, remembered it or had it or something. Like, it'd be cool to, you know, if you posted a picture of it and been like, yo, this is my first, like, (laughs) like, that's a great story, man, of that poem or the poetry class. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I I wish I had it, but nah. From then on, is that from 14 to when you made your first album was that all or did it just did you notice like a change or Mm. like an evolution or anything well after i started writing so much is when like the freestyling kicked in so then it went for a few years of just kicking freestyles with my friends you know when we'd hang out over the weekends parties house parties we'd be like freestyling you know get in a circle and we'd all freestyle and rap so I did that for a while and then really what the the way I got started recording is I got I I had got into some trouble as a kid and um 
when we got into trouble, it was a, a group of us. We all, we all got in trouble together. <clears throat> and um, when, after, right after we had got in trouble, we all had to like start working. And it was like right around that time when you have to get a job and like, you know, and so when we all, we all got a job together and we were all like, hey man, like my, one of us was like, I DJ, I like making beats, I rap, oh, we're still dancing. And we were like, okay, well, let's put our money together. We were all working together, you know, let's put our money together, buy some equipment and let's try to record some music. And then we'll try to do some local shows or whatever. And so that's how I got started. And this was probably like around, I want to say like 90, like early 90s. It's like I, I first started recording. I had my first recording in like 93 with my first performance. And then around 95 is when we got that equipment. We saved up the money, got that equipment. And we started recording a lot, you know, and uh, that's that we would just get off work. We'd all hang out at this one house. And we, you know, make beats and, and write raps. And that's when it really got serious. And I was like, okay, I think we're going to do this. I think this is what I want to do is I want to make an album now. I want to start focusing on that. And then that's where it, uh, it started. I made a cassette. My first cassette was uh, in 98. I put out a cassette and I was, I was selling at hip hop shows. I would just go to a hip hop show and like try to sell my cassette. And, uh, and then after that, everything transitioned to CD. And I put out my first CD in 2004. And that was my first iTunes release. And yeah, and then after that, it was like game over. Like this is it. And now I'm really going to like do this. You know, I learned and I started to learn everything about the industry and about how to put out my own music and yeah, and then I, I put the, an album out the next year, 2005. And all this was like, all everything I've done has been me. Like, I've never been signed to a label. I've never, uh, you know, I've never had that opportunity. Or I don't even know if it's an opportunity, but I've just never done it. You know, it's just, I've never, but I've learned so much doing it on my own. You know, just doing it on my own. Also, because I used to throw parties and stuff. So we would make our own flyers. We'd go to Kinko's, do this. So I did that same thing with my music. I was like, my first cassette, I went to make copies of the covers, cut them out, you know, scored them, folded them, put them in the cassettes, went and recorded our, our tapes at the, I went to the, the place that dubs all the cassettes. I put them in there. I shrink wrapped them ourselves. I did all this on my own. It taught me a lot, you know, and uh, all those steps of doing those things, going out, hustling the cassettes, hustling the CDs, throwing shows, throwing my own shows, all that taught me how to do all this by myself, you know? So here I am, I'm like 14 albums in or something like that. And, you know, all by myself, you know, all self-funded, you know, and all from support from people, people like yourself, you know, or anyone that buys my music or whatever, it all is going back into the things that I'm doing, you know, doing shows, take that money, flip it into the music, you know? So mm -hmm. but yeah, it's been a crazy journey, man. Doing, but it always seems to get more and more serious, you know, or the next evolution of where it's taking me is showing, is presenting itself. You know, it's like, oh, you did that. 
okay, you could do this now. You could, oh, now you're going to do this. Now you're going to do this. It's like, it's like, a, it's almost like creators like, oh, okay, you pass that test. You know, here's the next thing that you're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, try to do now, you know? And so, yeah, man, it's been an amazing journey. You know, it's just, now it's just like, it's just what I do now at this point, you know, it's not, there's no looking back. It's just like, I'm going to do music probably for the rest of my life, you know, as long as I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether, man. Whether it's hip hop or just me playing the flute or just making music or whatever it is going to evolve into, you know, I know that this is what I want to do. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know like, um, you started writing stuff like your first cassette in 98, you said? Yeah. Yeah. You still got that? I have I have the songs. I don't have the cassette. No. Oh. I, I have the cover, but uh -huh. I don't have the tape. Mm -hmm. And I have friends who have the cassette, but they're like, I ain't giving you my cassette. <laughs> 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 they're like, no, nah, man, this is mine. I bought it. Like, <laughs> I love you and everything, but I'm keeping this. <laughs> so yeah, but I have a cover and I have the, all the songs, but not the, the actual cassette. Yeah, I was trying to get rid of them. I was like, I don't want. I'll sell them, <laughs> buy them. You know. <laughs> I, had a, I remember I had a friend early on when I put out my first my first CD. I um I bought a thousand. I had a thousand CDs mm -hmm. and he was like, and I remember I was so excited, man. I was like, I got a thousand CDs. Well, this is crazy. I mean, Cause the first cassette we, I think I did, I think like 200, 300, like I did a hundred, sold them, did another hundred. And then maybe did, I think one more, but my the CDs, I was like, I'm buying a thousand. Cause that was the cheap. That was the only way to get it down to where I could afford to do it like where it's worth it, you know, mm -hmm. like the more you buy, the cheaper it is. Yeah. And I, I got brought them all home. I'm sitting in my living room. There's boxes everywhere. And my, my friend, he's, uh, um, his name is Derek quality. He was, um, he's a big mentor of mine. And I remember him telling me, he's like, all right, you have a thousand CDs now, N you know, don't let next year come this day. And you have a bunch of CDs sitting in your living room. And I was like, damn. I was like, man, I got to hustle now. There's a lot of CDs, you know? And so, yeah, we just, I was like, I had to switch my mentality and be like, okay, now we got to sell them, you know? And that, like, that's that evolution of like wanting to be an artist, wanting to learn how to record. That's like all these are steps and jobs, you know? Like, like even the printing and all that, all these are different jobs that I was putting under my belt. You know, and now, now my, another job is hustling the music, selling them, you know, learning how to talk to people to sell my music. You know, people didn't know me at the time. It was just like, hey, I'm a rapper, you know, <laughs> and it's like, buy my, buy my CD. They're like, uh, what? You know, so I had to learn how to talk to people, how to like, you know, communicate one on one and be like, you know, sell them, you know, and I got good at it, you know, for touring. I, I remember booking my own tours. So I'm a booking manager. You know, I'm a tour manager, you know, stage manager, performer, and, and hustler. You know, I'm selling the, selling the product also. So I'm taking on all these jobs, you know. And yeah, I remember, like, I got good at that also, 
You know, I would just walk up to people, hey, I'm trying to CD, I just performed, you see me perform, yeah, I'm 20, and they're like, oh, I don't have that much, well, how much do you have? You know, and I would just take whatever. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of this, what do you got? You have, you have change in your purse? Like, what you got, two, three dollars? I'll take it. Because at least it was paying back for the product. And then a lot of times those people would, some of them would feel bad and be like, all right, I got 10, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got 20, here's 20, man, you got me, you got, you know, so, but I had to learn how to hustle, man, and so, yeah, that was a big lesson I learned when he told me, don't sit here next year with, you know, CDs in your living room. You got to get rid of these. We got to do another project, you know. Yeah, that's good to know, too. You know, moving your product like that, man, because like a lot of people like like your friend, man, I, I bet he's seen like, you know, people have like their merch. That's good, man. You had a friend like that. Yeah, he looked out for me, man. He taught me a lot of things about where what I'm doing if it wasn't for him and I wouldn't I don't even, I don't even know there was times where I went through depression doing trying to, to do this you know just because I felt so much failure you know so I was just like I felt like I was failing so much you know and it was just like wearing down on my spirit put me in a deep depression you know and, and I remember I was just like so I just felt like so dark and so you know like I didn't want to I didn't know what was going to happen with my life because I just felt like I was a, a loser, you know, like I'm losing and losing. But I, you know, I'm lucky to have friends that showed me stuff like that or talked to me and like, you know, helped me get through those times to, to push through, you know. And so I just kept, kept going and those, that, those times would go away, you know, that depression, that's, that's, that dark spirit would just go away, leave me alone, you know. And, and it comes back every once in a while, you know, even last year, you know, going through 2020, you know, uh, having the whole year get canceled for me, you know, it's like that for as an artist, is like it was tough, you know, it's like I, I don't have a regular job, you know, my job was touring and like performing and, you know, everything I'm talking about. And all of it got taken away. And it was like, wow, like, did I make the right decisions in life? You know, those questions came up, you know, and I haven't faced that in a long time, but I had to face it because it was like right in front of me. Like I'm sitting at home, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, mom, this is everything I put my whole life into. Did I make the right decisions? You know, here I am, no job, no work coming, no nothing, just sitting there thinking. You know, I had to face those things and I had to pull myself out of that depressive state because I was just sad and I was just like hurt and just, you know, hating my hating my world. And it was because people really it was because people started reaching out to me and were like, wow, I can't wait for next week's song because last year I had a crazy year last year, even though I didn't do no shows or anything. I put out 52 songs, 52, every week I was dropping a brand new song. I did 52 songs in 52 weeks. So every week I was dropping a new song, dropping a new song. And when COVID hit, I was like, I can't even, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna drop songs and try to like be all hype and promote my music. Like, yo, I got a new song, you know? And when everyone's sad in the world, you know? But when I started releasing them, I was like, getting messages from fans and stuff or friends and like family or whatever. I'm like, yo, this song got me through this or, 
I can't wait to next week because I'm just like sitting here in my in their depression because of what's going on. And they're like, I, at least I have something to look forward to, like your new music. I can't wait to hear the new story. And, I, and, you know, it made me realize, you know, like that this is what I this is that's what music does. You know, it makes people feel good. It makes people listen to the story. And it touches them in their own way. It hits them in their own way. And, you know, my wife had to remind me of that. She was like, you know, you're getting these messages. And also, you know, that's what you are. You're an artist. That's that's your also part of your responsibility as an artist is to give people the medicine that they need through your music. You know, what you're the way, especially your music and what it, the way you talk in your music it's doing that. So at this point in time, it's doing that even more, you know? And so that kind of lifted me out of my depression. You know, I was able to keep going. I, I completed the 52 songs and it just made me feel real good. At the end of the day, when it was all said and done, I was like, man, it was tiresome. Cause I wasn't, I never did that in my life. But at the end of the day, I felt, man, what an accomplishment that I just did. And I, I can't believe that I did it. You know, I still can't because I even wrote two of those albums during COVID and recorded them and, you know, going to the studio and like all that was tough, at, you know, like finding an open studio and like them willing to record me and all that. It's like, and I, but I did it, man. And so, you know, it's such a trip to have gone through that. But I'm just grateful for this music. You brought that medicine, man. And 2020 was crazy. It was freaking crazy. Yeah. I don't, it was, it's so like, it was so weird how everything just kind of happened. And then every, like, you know, artists like yourself or just entrepreneurs or business owners, people don't, don't work like a regular nine to five, you know, like it, it brought attention, you know, to, to you all. And it was like, I don't know, man. It was just like everybody was like some well, not everybody, but some people were like, you know, what are we gonna do? You know, how are we gonna get through this? And and that's great though, man. Yeah. That you had that idea, you know, to go 52 weeks, man. Like that's really that really is something though, man. Like, because man, music, you know, some people well, more than the regular amount of people they always say like you know music gets me through this or it, it has gotten me through like these sad times or like thoughts of like suicide and you know and music you know like you growing up man like your dad was working and everything and music was there you know hip-hop was there to teach you these things man and you know here you are giving it back you know to us listeners man so it's it's a great thing man it's really cool what you do man and you're still doing it you know and i admire that bro uh, thank you man yes it's a trip i didn't you know i'm gonna be honest i never really i don't i guess it's always been a thought in my head but for you to say it like that you know and be like the comparison of like, me being a kid and it being there for me and then now it you know, it, it doing that for the people, you know, it's, that's a, man, it's a trip, man. Like, that's why I love this because I know that it's something special, you know, hip hop is like, it's, it's super special, you know, it's like, that's why it's so big, you know, that's why people are doing it all over the world 
because it's something special, you know, like some people connect to it in a certain way and, you know, it, it changes lives, it saves lives and, you know, it saved a lot of me and my friends and yeah, it's just, it's a crazy energy to be, uh, be here right now and just know that, that I'm in that cycle, you know, or it's like I'm on the, at the point of, I, it was there for me in my struggle it's still there for me in my struggles, but it's also giving to those that are in their struggle. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful moment for me to be there, be here right now in that circle of life, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so glad that person reached out to you, you know, because you were, you're on the verge of not doing it. Yeah. I was going to, I was, there was a, I think it was like the, like around when did it start maybe around like the, the middle of the like right before the first like the fifth song and I was like when COVID hit and I was like man I was just so sad about the world and the state of state of our country and it's just like I can't everyone was so sad online and you know I was I just didn't feel like I could celebrate accomplishments and success and in front of people you know it's like I can't do that right now how am I supposed to like act like I'm killing it in life and everyone's sad you know and so I, I, I was almost pulled out right at the beginning but I got a few messages from people and you know and my wife was there for me and, and it pulled me through the year and I had a amazing year just releasing so much music and so many stories and messages from people. And yeah, it was just, I look back now and I'm like, dang, I really did that in 2020. Like I'm going to, you know, cause right now there's still not shows going on like that. I just had my first in-person live show last week. And, but it's like, that was like one, one show, you know, and, and there's nothing booked ahead of me, you know, I'm just like still chilling. So you know, but I know once we're, I'm really back on the road and really touring and stuff, I'm going to like, maybe let's say even five, 10 years from now, I'm going to come back and look at 2020 and be like, damn, in 2020, I put out the most music in my whole career. You know, like, I might not ever top that again. I don't, I can, I'm, I'm sitting on a lot of music right now and I can do what I did, but will I? You know, and I might not ever do that again. I might not ever do as much as I did in one year. And, but I did that. And it was in the craziest year of our existence. You know, so I'm going to be able to look at that and be like, when people look, I guess when I'm old and I'm old, man, you know, like talk, telling the youngsters, like, back in my day in 2020, <laughs> I put out six albums. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a good story to tell. I'll say that it's a good story to say right now, but when I'm old, it's gonna be an amazing story to share. Yeah, once we're (laughs) once we're way past this moment of you know this COVID stuff, man, you're gonna yeah, yeah, you're gonna be saying that story, and then people are gonna look back on this podcast and hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And I like um. I've heard like, well, you know, the stories of, you know, I said like 
people were like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, but, you know, you got, you all found a way to get through 2020, man, you know, actors, um, artists, musicians, you know, just business owners, man, like everybody found, found their way to get through 2020. That's a great thing, man. You know, because, you know, a lot of people were just scared, scared shitless about losing everything, man. And I can only imagine, you know, just, man, just everything being taken away, like you said, man. But shoot, you guys just came through and dominated, yeah, still yeah. dominated 2020. <laughs> I think what is the what I learned the most from it all is that, you know, it showed me what's important in life. You know, the most it showed me what what matters, the things that matter, you know, that really when it comes down to it, you know, it's that my family and myself, you know, those are the things that matter. My friends, my loved ones, those, that's what matters. You know, my community, you know, going on the road, touring, doing shows, selling music or whatever. Like I did that, you know, I had already did that for so many years Mm -hmm. and, it was fun and I had, you know, I love it. I still love it. I'm still going to do it. But at the, when it came down to the core moment, that's not what mattered. You know, what mattered is being happy, you know, getting through that mentality of the shock of what was happening and not let it bring you down and get you into depression and, and talking to your loved ones, you know, whether they're friends or family and, you know, sharing that love and letting them know that you love them and care for them, pulling through, you know, and just being there, being there for people. So those are the things that were important to me, you know, like, okay, like, and my, and my mental health, you know, my mental health, my physical health, taking care of myself. You know, I learned a lot about that dealing with my own trauma or whatever. Just be like, all right, these are the things that matter the most because that, that's what's taking care of my happiness when I don't have what I've always relied on. You know, I've always relied on the stage, you know, or, or performing, just being with or teaching youth or whatever. And I've relied on that for happiness. But with COVID hitting, I had to dig deep into what really makes me happy, you know, because I don't have what I normally use, you know? So I have to be like, okay, what is it, you know? And once I was able to realize that it was that love with family, then I was able to write again. I was able to express myself, write new songs. So I'm like, oh man, I got, this is what it is. This is the love that I need. I needed, I needed to love myself more. I needed to love my family more. I needed to, you know, now I could write again, you know. So, yeah, man, that's what I, that's what that's what I learned from. You know, it's just taking that pause in life, you know, mm-hmm. from my from myself, you know, from myself. Twenty twenty, God, it was weird, but it did t- teach me like a lot of things too. You know, it taught me that I was just unhappy at the job I was at, mm-hmm. and we we got furloughed. You know, and uh, I was like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, but, you know, I, I got on unemployment, but that took a long time to get on. But and then I was sitting here and I've had this idea of a podcast for a long time, bro. You know, I joke around, you know, about shout out to the pandemic. You know, it made me 
start this, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I joke around like that, but I mean, like it, you know, the COVID sucked. It did suck. And, you know, I'm sorry for everybody that lost people, you know, I lost, you know, family too, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it showed me that it was nice to just not go to the job I was at, mm-hmm. you know, because I was dealing with stress, anxiety, just a very unhealthy way of life, you know, and, and I felt like I needed to be there because I needed to pay my bills. I needed to get out of debt and just try to keep everything in control. But what, when COVID happened, it was like, I don't have control. I don't have control of anything, you know, and I could catch COVID and I could die because at that time, you know, it was like, Nobody knew what COVID was. Nobody knew there was nothing you could take. There was nothing you could heal you from it. You know, it was either, you know, flight or die, you know, and your body just had to figure out a way to fight it off and get better, you know, because I had COVID, you know, and I was so scared when I got it, man. I was like, my doctor, you know, the doctor was like, well, you know, if you get bad enough, go to the, go to um, the ER and everything. And, and you can't come here because we don't know what to do for you. And that, hearing that, dude, it's just like, Jesus Christ, like what is going to happen, you know? And so it was just a very weird thing. And I was like, you know what, man, if I make it through this, if, we, if I make it through 2020, I'm going to do something really cool and spread like positive vibes and positive energy. I'm just going to try to do something worth living for you know got through it so i had to keep my word <laughs> no, <just kidding>. no. <laughs> Ooh, here you are ah. <laughs> nice man i'm glad you i'm hey, i'm glad you uh, were able to get through it and you know and push through through your word because here we are speaking to each other you know and uh being able to sit here and you know share the story and laugh you know so like man thank you bro i'm glad you Glad you were strong enough to pull through and strong enough to, you know, make this happen, make this connection happen, you know. Yeah, bro. Like, you know, it's it's crazy, man. It's been a crazy first um first of the year. You know, it's it's been wild, man. It's been really busy, you know, and I do work part-time, not at the place I was at. It's a chill job. It's a chill job. You know, it's like I can do pretty much whatever I want, you know, leave early when I need to. And every it's really lenient, man. And I could, you know, work on the podcast. You know, it's the podcast is pretty much becoming my main focus and everything. So it's nice to have a job, a part time job that allows you to do that. You know, I get and everything just kind of worked out on its own. Sometimes you got to get out the way and let it make it let it happen. It's going to do itself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish I would have, well, I'm not going to say I wish I'd done it earlier, but it all worked out, you know, it, it <laughs> you know, it took some time, you know, to, you know, like you, like you were saying, man, um, just kind of having like, believing in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. that belief in yourself and not being afraid to make yourself vulnerable, you know, and that's what I liked hearing about you, man, you know, you, you went out there and you, you made yourself vulnerable, you know, to where people would even if they hated it you would still do it you mm-hmm. know and that's what i that's why i admire you know that's why i bring people on here man that 
can say stuff like that because I want, you know, people to hear it. And yeah, if they're afraid to do anything, just do it. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. You got to do it. You know, got you got to be willing to be vulnerable. That's a big thing in life, you know, is, is allowing yourself to take the risks, jump, you know, be, be willing to jump, you know, and take the leap, you know, because I always look at it like, what's the worst that can happen, you know, like, what, you know, someone not liking it, someone's, you know, there's always going to be that person. Not everyone likes my music. So what, you know, like, I'm not talking to them, you know, I'm talking to the people that do. You know, you're going to find those people for whatever it is, you know, whatever it is you're doing. You know, so even when I teach kids, man, I'm always like trying to let them know, like, I'm sharing my story, my hip hop story, and I'm sharing you what I did. But I'm not telling you to do hip hop. You know, I'm telling you to do whatever it is that you want to do. You know, it's the same road, it's the same path, you know, like it's not not hey do this hip-hop thing it's gonna make you be happy and positive and like make you you know teach you to be successful or whatever not this is about following your dreams you know and going through the motions you know being able to put your put your mind into it put your spirit into it you know be willing to sweat you know and, and sweat in that craft work on your crafts whatever it is you know playing basketball your job Whatever the case is, whatever you want to do, you got to be willing to like do the extra work that somebody else isn't willing to do. You know, that's how you're going to get better. You know, you do more than what the next person's doing in order to be successful at the thing that you're trying to be able to do. So, yeah, man, just got to push, 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 you know. Yep. And just don't get in your head, you know, and, yeah. and, then, un and then understand that, you know, you're, you know, it's not you're not going to strike gold, you know, the first try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've that's, always... that's, that's like a lucky thing. You know, if, it, if mm -hmm. you, if it pops off for you, Hey, yeah. All to you, you know what I'm saying? But that's a rough road too. You know, that's a rough road. If it pops off right away, that's a rough road. You know, like all of a sudden you got to match that or you got to learn how to deal with whatever that is that comes to you, you know, like, Success can be, you know, a, a big weight on you. So, you know, it's, it's just go through the motions, you know, whether that pops off or not, you know, like you still like, you're still gonna have to learn how to get through, through it all. So, you know, of course I want success. Of course I want one day for one of my tracks to go off the charts, you know, like, of course I want that, you know, but at least that, at least I could say it at this point in my life, if that happens, I'm good where I'm at. You know, I'm good where I'm at. I'm not going to be some young, wild kid that I was. You know, if I would, if that would have popped off at me when at an early age, I don't know. I was wild. You know, it might have done something crazy for me. It might have, you know, maybe that's why Crater was like, nah, not yet, because you're too wild. You need to learn life first. You know, because I don't know. I would have might have. I might have killed myself, you know, and like did some crazy, you know, something crazy to myself, and like hurt myself, you know, but I was able to learn life, you know, and uh, so 
you know, success isn't, isn't the escape, you know, especially for our people. We already deal with that. We already deal with that mentality of depression, suicide, and, you know, and we already deal with all these, with alcoholism, and abuse. We deal with these things. So you get success and you don't have figured out life yet. And that, those things just become larger. You know, they can be larger. Money's not going to solve those problems. You know, you have to learn life. You know, you have to learn about you. And then those things, the success could be easier because you're not trying to reach these other things. You're not, you're, you're already like, okay, I'm in this lane, you know? So we, we're dealing with a lot, you know? So all people out there, you know, trying to do something, go out and do it. But don't, like we said, just don't worry about striking gold at first. Worry about getting good. Good at good at the good at whatever it is you're doing, and also good at good at yourself. You know, so. mm-hmm. important. Yep, you got to perfect that craft. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great point, man. That you bring up. You know, like, man, like it's crazy, man. The things you think about, like you bring that. You know, had you hit success when you were younger, you know, like what what would have happened? You know. It, and it makes you think about a lot of things, man. It's it's so weird how life just kind of, I don't know. I have no idea, you know. <laughs> I was, hey, I, I can admit to myself, I was too wild. Yeah. You know, I was just too wild. Like, I'm glad at this point, I'm glad it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was wild. I was a wild kid. So that's why I get to write the way I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's where my songs come from you know it's like wow i made it through that i made mm-hmm. it through being wild you know and like and i and i want to share that share my stories because i don't want young kids to have to go through those stages you know or if they if they're going through it like hopefully i'm helping fast forward that situation where like oh oh I, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that like let's try to get here at least you know like let's try to get to the light at least you know not like not just be the just stay in this hole you know but like let's try to get to this point where are you trying to get to that you know putting that seed in and where are you trying to get you know even if you are wilding out where's where are you trying to get and where how is the wilding out going to help you get to where you're trying to get is it even helping to get to where you're trying to get you know and I just want to put that out there to put for people. It's like, hey, yeah, I did these things. I did certain things. You listen to my music? Yes, I did certain things. But I made it. And I'm here to share that. At least have a goal to trying to get to a certain place. So you don't, you're not in that so long if you're going to be there. You know, but you don't have to be there. But if you're going to be there, have a goal. Have a goal for something, whatever it is. Yeah, I've I, I wild out too, you know. <laughs> I ain't afraid to say it, man. You know, I've I've had a couple episodes where I've talked about the things I've done, you know, and mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. You know, I'm surprised, you know, I'm still here. You know, I've done some stupid things, man. I've done a lot of stupid things, man. And you know, I'd like people to hear it and say, Well, I'm not gonna do that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like be smarter than me <laughs> yeah 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 
think of it as I made the mistake for you already. So, (laughs) 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 what was your show like? Was your show good? Yeah, we had a really good show. Uh, It was um, last week. Yeah, last weekend. um, It was me, Natani Means, Yaws Like Jaws, uh, PJ Vegas. Yeah, it was a really good show out here in LA at an Indian Alley. There's a lot of history at this uh, this one uh, spot in LA, in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were doing it to bring awareness to the coal mines that are happening in um, up north. And so, yeah, it was a really good show. A lot of people turned out. Um, there's a lot of a lot of indigenous people out here in LA. And uh, yeah, we had a good turnout. And uh, yeah, it was good. And Tia Woods was there. Uh, man, it was like, like some good artists there. And uh, yeah, man, good turnout. It felt so good to be able to express like that and share that energy with the people. Um, you know, that's another thing that my was that kind of was hurting me is that that's a sharing that energy with the crowd, me putting energy out, the crowd giving that energy back. You know, that's that's a I missed it. You know, it was like something was missing in me. You know, even as a, as a dancer, because I still dance, I still break, and I you know I still uh, compete and still perform dancing also so I didn't have that either you know I didn't have places to go dance you know so it's just that missing that energy so man it was like so good so amazing to just be able to rock and be out there and you know I had a good show I had a good performance I did a lot of new music and uh music I hadn't performed because that was something that's something weird that I that I had never experienced in my life is I put out six those six albums last year and I never performed any of any of that music. It's just all just music out that I've never been able to rock. There's so much music I haven't performed, you know, and uh, that's so weird to me because normally it's like put an album out, go on tour, perform that album. And so six albums out and like not being able to perform any of that music is a weird experience you know it's just having it online and whatever it's people experiencing it through listening to it but yeah i got to rock a bunch of new songs it was good and good energy lots of love from the people out here and, you know people are ready people are ready right now they're ready to be out they're ready to like go go out and enjoy that you know so i'm glad i did it and i'm glad i did it for a cause you know there was a cause there and uh you know it was with our people you know, so I don't want to just rock. rock I'm a, I don't want to just rock at a at a bar just to do a show. You know, like, and, le- and you know, unless it's worth it for me to do that, I'm down. But that's not what I want. Like, this was a cause. You know, there was purpose there. We were there to bring, you know, <clears throat> bring awareness. You know, to what's happening. And so it felt good. It felt good to do that for the right reasons. You know, not just to go do a show for myself and just. You know, make a little bit of money. So I'm good. I'm good. You know, like I want whatever I do from here on. It's either gonna be like really worth it for me, or it's a good cause. You know, that's what I want to do. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, just go to a bar and like I'm straight. I don't even drink. (laughs) You know, like yeah. So it's like 
I'm good. I'm good at that, you know. So, but people are ready. I think people are ready to like go out, enjoy a show, be around good people, and be in that vibe of music and you know sharing. And so it was it was nice. It was nice to see a lot of you know people out there smiling, having a good time. And, you know, yeah, good good stuff, man. Good energy. Dang. Explain uh the the coal mines. Um, well, I don't really know a lot about it, but I know they're they're trying to um, tear down some of the mountains and build new coal mines. And I, I want to say it's up in the uh, Lakota Reservation. And uh, Natani and Yaz are going up there to, to you know to fight the fight what's happening, and uh, you know they're going to go do that work trying to fight it and stuff so they wanted to like bring awareness to the people with that and uh, so yeah man there's a uh, that's what's happening on the land up there which is gonna which is gonna tear up the water you know tear up the land the animals a lot of it's gonna do a lot of bad and harm you know which is so you know and pollute the air and you know all the poisons of chemicals and stuff that are gonna be released from doing all that work you know, and plus all the the, the strangers that are going to go up there, you know, and what that brings is like with things that we've dealt with before with like, you know, our missing people and stuff like that. And, you know, what those bring, those, those things bring, you know, so of all that work, all those workers going up there and stuff like that. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough, you know, um, with what's happening, you know. But yeah, so that's that's what they were bringing awareness to, and so you know, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what they're what they're doing. If like you could help them or whatever and stuff like that, if they have something set up, I don't know off the top of my head. They probably do. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to follow uh, Natani Means, just look them up, and I'm sure there's more info out there for you know any type of help that they need and stuff like that for going out there and fighting, you know, fighting these things that are happening to the lands, you know. That should be protected on, you know. Yeah, that's God. Here we are again, you know. It's so yeah. crazy how that stuff happens, man. And I don't know, it's so yeah, it's so messed up, man. Yeah, it's like you know, you would think you would think you know we'd learn, you know, what we're doing to ourselves and hurting our rivers and you know hurting our aquifers and you know hurting the, you know, the land like that and, and animals, you know, it's just, it's sad, you know, like it's sad what we're doing to, to our own land, you know, our, our own, what was given to us, you know, and so, you know, it's just sad, man, it hurt, it hurts, it, you know, it hurts your, our spirits and, and we just want to protect it and, you know, like, we, we would wish that the, the people that are in charge or whatever that would that, you know they would learn but you know here we are hundreds mm-hmm. of years fighting you know this situation and yeah it's just a sad thing you know that we have to go through this you know all the time and, but it is what it is and just got to keep pushing through and you know fighting the fight i guess yeah and at least you guys you know you brought some awareness to it man you know, and then we're speaking about it now. So, yeah, you know, people are going to know about it and everything. So that's always a good thing, man. 
Tony's a good guy, man. He's a cool guy. Yeah, man. Real good brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went yeah. to uh, school with him at uh, in Santa Fe. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's where we <laughs> met. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. He's been a good brother, man. He's been a good friend. And, you know, I'm happy to see where he's at and mm. just where this music's led him, you know. And he talks mm. about music too, man. Like, just mm. all, like all artists, man. It's like, what music has done for you all, you know, it's, it's such a great story, great thing to see, man. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a trip. He's the one that asked me to do the show and, uh, you know, I've known him for a minute now not, you know, not known over near as long as you have only known for like the last maybe four years, three or four years, maybe four years now, but he's always been a good brother with me. And, you know, I'm glad that he asked me to do that show. And, you know, it's always good to reconnect with him every time I see him, you know. So I just wish him all the best out on the road like that, doing those things and fighting those fights. You know, it's not easy. You know, that's why I, that's why it was easy for me to, like, say yes to the show. You know, because honestly, I hadn't, I, I don't really go out at all. You know, I'm at home, you know, so I just chill, chill at home. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to just, be here so I don't really go out I don't really I, I don't even go get groceries you know <laughs> I order everything online you know it's like so I don't really I'm not really out in public like that but it was easy for me to say yes to the show because if the brother can go out there and be in the front lines like that then yes I'm willing to go and put do on do a show with you and you know support your cause like that's huge you know so easy easy for me like yeah no doubt I'm, I'm there you know so yeah yeah that's awesome man that's real great so what's what's 20 what's 2021 gonna bring for arts and like what what can we expect man um i got i got like a bunch of music that i'm sitting on i'm not really sure when i'm gonna release it yet but uh i'm sitting on a bunch of albums i got like three albums and um, just figuring it out. I had to take a pause after the 52. Yeah. It was like, I needed a break for myself. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all, you know, I got a bunch of music. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna release at least one album this year at some point. Um, where's the uh, Indigenous Hip Hop Award, Awards. It's the first annual Indigenous Hip Hop Awards in Canada, which is uh, May 22nd and 23rd. That's coming coming up in a few weeks. Um, I'm performing at that. I'm also up for um, an award for the best music video off of my Brown Fist Emoji album, which has Red Cloud, Crystal Lightning, and PJ Vegas. And so we're up for music of the year. And I'm also on a song uh, called Turtle Island that was produced by David Strickland. And he's up for best song. And yeah, so all the people out there, you know, turn, tune in May 22nd, 23rd, you go to indigenoushiphopawards.com and you could, you know, get tickets or like go vote, you know, you could go vote for the video or whatever, and you, just, you know, but yeah, tune in, tune into the, you know, it's the first annual, it was supposed to be last year, but when COVID hit, they, of course they stopped, you know, they canceled the show and this year they were like, okay, let's just do it online. So it'll be all online. And then I'm sure next year, hopefully it's a live, 
you know, in-person show. But yeah, that's coming up real soon. And other than that, I don't know, you know, who knows what's going to, what's going to bring, you know, I'm hoping more shows kick in. I'm hoping I could get back on the road eventually. And, you know, but I'm chilling, I'm chilling right now. You know, I'm not really stressing off of what's coming. I'm just trying to like, you know, be good, take care of myself and just, you know, be able to share like this, still communicate like this, you know, online with people and, you know, hope those things bring things in the future. And I hope people, you know, support everything that I'm doing still because, you know, I like pretty much relying on people to like, you know, be supportive of what I'm doing and keep things in motion. So, you know, but yeah, other than that, I'm chilling, man. I'll be at home. You know, I'll be playing Call of Duty. If y'all want to get on some Warzone, you know. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. Xbox, PS4? Or PS5? Uh, PS4. PS4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do, man. I play Call of Duty, yo. <laughs> if I'm not rapping, making music, I'm playing Call of Duty, yo. No. <laughs> Dang. Break your Xbox, bro. We'll, we'll play. Man. Uh, everyone, everyone's like, "Yo, get Xbox. I gotta get PC. I got a PC. You get yeah. I have yeah. I'm I'm. I just got back into gaming when COVID hit, man. It's been fun. It's been good to like have that there for me and like get back in the game. <laughs> man, I feel you, man. I that's all I did when I got furloughed, and I was thinking of this, but yeah, when we got furloughed, I played two NBA two K like. No other man. <laughs> yeah, so maybe hey, maybe people could catch me on the street. Maybe I'll come with the I'll, I'll come with the Arson uh, uh gaming stream show. You know, you can catch me on Twitch maybe soon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, man. I'll follow you, man. I'll watch you. I'll, I'll be in there, man. <laughs> you might hide me up right now. I might need to do that soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll think of something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yo, thank you, man. Thanks for, you know, thanks again for having me. Man. I really appreciate this and just being able to share. You know, I wish you the most success with your podcast. Hope it takes off for you and does good things for you. You know, and, uh, you know, hope you get like a bunch of artists that you, you know, you love to sit and talk with, come through. You know, that's what we got to do is support each other. You know, so that's why I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, let's get it in, bro, man. Yeah, thank you so much, man, for coming on, man. I really enjoyed this. I'm really enjoyed, you know, getting to meet you and you know talk with you, get to know you, and man, it's it's been great, man. It's it was a fun conversation, and bro, you know, like um, if you you're welcome back anytime, man. Anytime, you know, shoot, we'll just come on and kick it, man. You okay. know, yeah. bro, like I mean whatever dude like i'm i'm down for whatever so you know thank you so much man for coming on and um uh you let the people know you know how to follow you social media and all that yeah if you if anyone out there want to follow me all my social media is i am art son it's a-r-t-s-o-n like the son of art a-r-t-s-o-n but it's i am art son all my social media and if you want to see any of my music videos or anything, go on YouTube, just search up Art Sun, and my music videos will pop up. And all my music is available on any streaming platform that you listen to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, you know, iHeartRadio, Tidal, whatever you use, all my music's there. You can just search Art Sun, and my albums will pop up. 
um, yeah, you can go out and support them. You can buy some stuff on Bandcap if you want, or buy them on iTunes, or just listen to them. Just give them place. I know it doesn't matter to me. You know, just whatever you can do, or just share them, like them. You know, um, whatever. Just follow me, and uh, you know, just be there to support. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, for for real, everybody, man, go listen to his music if you haven't yet. You know, go follow him, keep up with him, and please, you know, go vote for him for the. Um, Native American Music Awards. Yeah. Oh, the Native American Music Awards, too. That's the NAMIs. They're coming up in, uh, in I want to say, November. The NAMIs. But, yeah, the Indigenous Hip Hop Awards. Look mm-hmm. up the Indigenous Hip Hop Awards, indigenoushiphopawards.com, and also the Native American Music Awards. Those will be coming up, too. I'll, I should have an album in that, too. So, you know, so I'm going to hopefully it all keeps rolling, you know, and hopefully I'll come back on here when the next album drops. We talk about the next album. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes. I will appreciate that very much, man. And for real, man, we'll talk about that, man. God, it's been a pleasure, bro. It's been a pleasure. And once again, man, thank you so much. Can't thank you enough, man. Out here supporting each other, bro. You know, and I, I hope nothing but great things to continue for you, man. So let's keep it going, man. Let's keep, keep going strong, man. We still here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still here. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, if you're not following Okie Podcast, please follow the Facebook page and the Instagram page and TikTok page. Um, I'm kind of get. I'm trying to get in TikTok, but uh, don't judge me. And um, you know, if you want to add me on personal Russell Sun Eagle on my Facebook and uh, Russ the Must Forty Nine on Instagram, follow me. I'll follow you back. I'll add you. Whatever you know. So I have a lot of content coming out. A lot of great guests coming on. I'm so stoked Artson is on. So, man, like it's been a real blessing, man. So keep up with Okie Podcast. And, um, yeah, so I guess until next time, everybody, peace.